thank you for being here with us this morning. What I want to talk about really more than anything else is that maybe I just need to confess this. I think I just have to be a person of, of, with a great lack of faith. Because I find a lot of things really unbelievable. One of the things that I find really unbelievable is technology. Can you believe that 10 years ago we didn't have smartphones? I don't know what the small phones were then, but apparently they weren't smart. So now our phones are smart and our users, well, we're less smart because now we're driving and texting with them as we go down the road. I can't believe how much technology has changed. I can't believe, I find it unbelievable that 25 years ago we didn't know what the internet was. Somebody sitting in a dark room that, that was a nerd would have his dial-up modem going. And he would brag about 28.8 speed and it went... That, that's unbelievable that we now have access to technology right in front of us. And we're not talking 28.8 or 56K. We're talking about blazing speed. So maybe, maybe I struggle with a little bit of faith, because not only do I find technology unbelievable, I think the speed in which time is going is unbelievable. I can't believe it's 2019. Now, I don't know about you, but I can remember, I was born in 75. That was the good old days for me. I can remember growing up in the 80s and the 90s, and I never thought I would see 2000. I never thought I would make it to 2019. It's April 21st, 2019. And that, my friends, it's unbelievable. We're nearly a third of the way through this year. That's unbelievable. But what's really unbelievable is that it's almost been a quarter of a century since the Cowboys won a Super Bowl. <laughs> now that's unbelievable! I can't believe that my team, I was in high school, watched them win three out of four years, and now they can hardly make it to the playoffs. It's unbelievable. I, I can't believe it. But that's not what's really unbelievable. I want to talk to you about something that really, honestly, is unbelievable. The fact that there's a God is unbelievable. The fact that God would say, hey, I'm going to send my one and only Son into this world, that's unbelievable. But what actually is completely unbelievable is that not only would He send His Son, He would allow Him to die for us. That's unbelievable. It really is. Now, maybe some of us have bought into this idea that there is a God, He sent His Son, and His Son died for us. But there's a lot of people who are believing a lie that it couldn't have happened. But we're not the only people. In fact, if you go back and look at the resurrection of Jesus, it is couched between lie after lie after lie. I tell you what, also unbelievable is the fact that six weeks ago we began a study talking about the Passion Week of Jesus, the suffering of Jesus. Jesus entering into, into Jerusalem, looking down on the city, and He knew He was going to go into that city 
and basically never come out of it. He knew that in less than a week, he was going to give his life. He was going to suffer and die. And as we went through that week, we talked about him, how he cleansed the temple on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. He's teaching. We talked about how he entered into communion with his knowing that one would betray, another would deny, and the rest would run away. And that through that suffering week, he would find himself late one night in a garden, praying and sweating and weeping and crying and begging, God, if it can pass, let it be so, but not my will. And then Judas would show up, and the soldiers would show up, And with a few words, a kiss on the cheek, Jesus would be locked up, dragged away. There would be false witnesses there who would lie. And they would lie. Oh, we saw Him do this, and He said He would do this. And it never stuck. But finally they said, you said you were the Son of God. This wasn't a lie. Jesus says, I am He. They tore their clothes and said, do we need anything else? He needs to die. So they beat him. They stripped him. They took uh, some thorns, turned it into a crown, and they pressed it on his head. They blindfolded him. They spat upon him. They took a staff, and they beat him on the head again and again. And they said, prophesy, who hit you? And then they led him off to crucify him. It's a little unbelievable, isn't it? The Son of God. The Son of God was hanging on a cross. And God allowed it. It's a little unbelievable. It's a little unbelievable, and yet it happened just as it was recorded in Scripture because Jesus was not forced onto a cross. He went on it. That Friday, the lies and the great liar claimed victory. Jesus was dying. He gasped for air. He cried out. He said, it is finished. It's finished. His heart stopped beating. His lungs stopped breathing. His body... And his head fell forward. A pierce of the sword confirmed what everyone already knew. It was over. Jesus of Nazareth was dead. No more life. No more stories. No more miracles. No more hope. It was over. At the order of Pilate and with some degree of difficulty, the soldiers removed the cold, stiff, lifeless body of the carpenter from the blood-stained timbers. 
and two men struggled to carry his body across the rain. They placed the body in a new tomb and they rolled a large stone in front. If we put a stone in front, they said to one another, that will keep people away so they won't do anything else to his body. He suffered enough humiliation. We can't trust those priests. We can't trust his followers. Jesus deceived us all. They might try to trick us too. Here's what you need to do, Pilate. We want you to put your seal on the stone to know that if somebody tries to move it away, we'll catch them red-handed. Because if they come and try to steal the body away, they might make up some outrageous lie that this Jesus came back from the dead. We can't let them get His body. It has to stay in the tomb. The body is proof that He's dead. The remaining followers of Jesus were many things, but grave robbers they were not. They weren't looking to roll stones. They were too busy hiding behind a locked door. It was Saturday. Sunday came and Jesus left. Listen to what Matthew records almost 30 years after this took place. Starting in chapter 28, verse 1. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake. For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were as white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and they became like dead men. Don't you just love that? Jesus was supposed to be dead, and He's alive. The soldiers who were alive all of a sudden is like they were dead. This is what happens when a tomb goes empty. The angel said to the women, Don't be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen. Just as He said, come and see the place where they lay. Then go quickly and tell His disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see Him, just as I have told you. Verse 11, while the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and reported to the chief priest and everything that had happened. When the chief priest had met with the elders, they devised a plan and they gave the soldiers a large sum of money telling them, you are going to say his disciples came in the night and stole him away while we were asleep. If this report gets back to the governor, it will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. The soldiers took the money 
and did as they were instructed. And this has been widely circulated among the Jews to this very day. Thirty years later, Matthew is saying, the lie that the soldiers spread that day was still being believed. Because the story of a risen Savior is unbelievable. Before the stone was rolled away, before the angel appeared, before women arrived, Jesus was already gone. The angel did not roll the stone away so that Jesus could get out. He rolled the stone away so women could get in and see it was already empty. He wanted to prove to them what was unbelievable. Jesus was risen. The women would walk into that tomb and they would find nothing. Nobody was in there. Jesus was already gone. How can this be? Is this possible? We saw Him. We know He was dead. We were there. We know Nicodemus came and took His body away. We know He was put here. We saw the stone get rolled in. There's no way this could have happened. Jesus is not here. Jesus has risen. This is unbelievable. He said it was going to happen. I couldn't believe it. It's so unbelievable. This is unbelievable. You had one job. Your job was to guard the tomb and not let anybody get nearby. And now, his body is gone. And, and if this gets out, if people find an empty tomb, we're in big trouble. This changes everything. So here's what's going to happen. You're going to shut your mouth. You're not going to tell them what happened. We're going to give you some money. And to save your own necks, you better say exactly what we tell you to. Here's what happened. You were at the tomb. They came. They overwhelmed you. They drug away His body. And that's the end of it. This is so unbelievable. No one could believe it. And many people did. Many people believed. They believed that maybe Jesus' body had been stolen away. Some people even believed even the more unbelievable idea that His body wasn't taken away. That Jesus Himself had risen. Some risked their lives to believe in a crucified Savior and a risen Lord. Some would hear the story, count the cost, and take the risk. They would make the leap. There would people, there would be people 
people who would believe the unbelievable. It would be people who would say, let me see the scars. Let me see the hands. And I'll believe. And people saw it. And some didn't. And many believed. And because people started believe the unbelievable, the world as we would know it completely changed forever. One empty tomb changed everything. Because of an empty tomb, songs would be sung, lands would be conquered, missions would be started. In the name of Jesus, babies would be named, calendars would be changed, and wars would be waged. All because of an empty tomb. Movies would be made, hearts would be changed, artists would be inspired. In the name of Jesus, governments would be formed, hospitals would be founded, schools would be chartered. Over the course of 2,000 years, the symbol of a crucifix would change. No longer would it be a symbol of torture for criminals deserving death. Instead, crosses would be worshipped, worn, inlaid with gold, and used with decorations. They would be on walls, stained glass windows, and pasted as bumper stickers. Books would be written. The printing press would be made and coming off of it as the very first book ever printed would be a Bible. The best selling book in all the world. The unbelievable would become believable for many. But folks, you have to know the lies still exist. And people will tell you that there can't be a God. It's just not believable. Some will say, well, maybe there's a God. We don't know. It's a really complex world. Maybe there has to be some intelligent design. But even if there is, God would never come down as a human. And if God came down as a human, He would have to come down as a king who would put us all straight. not spread out His arms and die on a cross. It's just unbelievable. Oh, the lies still exist and the truth is being suppressed. Jesus changed the world. He changed cultures. He changed governments. He changed lives and art in science, in literature. Our calendar we use today, that everybody uses today, counts back to the birth of Jesus. But people will tell you, it really didn't happen. He didn't come. You can't believe that. If you believe it, you believe in fairy tales and myths and you're just stupid. Don't believe that, they say. It's too unbelievable. The fact is, 
Jesus came and He changed everything. He changed everything. Well, most everything. My question is, has He changed you? Can you believe the unbelievable? We're not back 2,000 years ago in the time that it was when Jesus was on earth. There's not the persecutions. There's not the outright hatred. It's not illegal to worship God and to call yourself a Christian. But we do live in a world that says it just couldn't have happened. It's not believable. But you all, you get to choose. Can you believe in Jesus? Can you believe in an empty tomb? And if you do, I want you to know it changes everything. They were cowards hiding in a room, afraid of what might happen to them. But when they saw the hands of Jesus, when they heard His voice, all of a sudden they knew nothing be the same. And doubting Thomas, he died for his Savior. And the other ten, exception of John who was exiled, who probably just as soon had gone the same way, they all said, we're going to die for Jesus because we find the unbelievable story is believable and it changes everything. Can it change you? It can change you. And I want to invite you to be changed by an unbelievable story. An amazing Savior and His unfathomable love for you. This morning we're going to do as we do every morning. We're going to offer an invitation to you. And this invitation comes in many different forms. Maybe you're struggling with the idea that there's a God and that He loves you. And we want you to know that you can come and share with us your hurts, your heart, and your desires. And because we're broken people who love the world, we can say, love the Lord, we can say, we've been there and we'll pray with you. Maybe you say, it's been a long time since I've connected And I long to worship with Jesus once again. And I'm ready to have a changed life if you want to renew your relationship with God. Maybe for some of you, you've never taken that step. You've always been behind that door and said, I just don't know if I can believe. I want you to know that God gives us the power to overcome our unbelief. And you can come forward and profess your love for Jesus and we can baptize you this morning and we can sing of an amazing God and His love for us. If there's any way that we can help you this morning, we ask that you come forward as we stand and sing.